Hey, my friend, welcome to the Functioning Hot Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Murray, life coach and author, and I believe that life is too short to be miserable. I learned that lesson a long time ago, and so each week I'll bring you a new episode to help you learn to trust yourself, choose joy, and feel peace. Thank you so much for being here and spending this time with me to work on you. Do me a favor and hit subscribe so I can be in your downloads each and every week. For now, let's get on with the show. It's a no-brainer, and we all know that healthy relationships have good communication, yet very few of us actually learned how to communicate when we were growing up. So the result is that we give half-truths, we don't really ask for what we need or want, we panic and freeze when we have tough conversations, and we're not clear with what we're trying to say. So let's change that. In this episode, you're going to learn three tips to better communication, and these are at least the three that I have found to be super helpful. Now, obviously, there are so many more tips and more strategies around communicating that I can't possibly cover them all in one podcast, but I'm just going to share with you the things that have worked for me as well as the ones I'm still kind of working on. So tip number one that we're going to share is get clear on what you need. Part of what makes communication difficult is that you don't know what you want to accomplish. So you need to find out exactly what's upsetting you and do a self-check. So here's what happens a lot of the times. You've had a stressful day at work or you've been with the kids all day. You're exhausted. You're irritable. Maybe you have some hormonal thing going on. Who knows? Then your spouse says or does something that just tips you over. It was the final straw. You blow up and you have a tantrum or you give him the passive aggressive comment that has a history of working for absolutely no one. So ask yourself, what's really going on? You've seen that situation play out a thousand times in your life, and you know that your reaction was from the final straw. But what were the other straws? When you fail to see what's causing the buildup, then you'll take it out on the wrong people. Or maybe it's the right person, but for the wrong reason. You were stressed at work and you brought that stress home to release it on your family. Or were you resentful that you were Cinderella all day and there he goes again to hang out with the guys? Is the issue that you didn't get the help or support that you needed, or is it that you feel neglected and want a date night? So you have to know what's going on for you in order to spell it out for someone else. If you're not clear, there is no way they'll be able to read your mind or fill in the blank. Plus, you're training them to ignore you. You lose credibility when you blow up over, um, no one really knows what. That makes it really hard to take you seriously next time you have something to say. Step two, you need to make it simple. When I got divorced, I asked a counselor for some help with how to handle some of the things that were coming up with my kids. And he told me to be a broken record. So I was to say, sometimes moms and dads don't get along to their questions regarding why we got divorced. It seemed too simple, but it actually worked. And he said that as an adult who knew all the ins and outs of the divorce, I still probably didn't know why the things happened the way they did. And he was right. Even with a fully developed brain, being the adult in the situation, I still couldn't tell you exactly why it fell apart and exactly what happened. So if I didn't truly get it, then how could a child possibly understand? And that was a really good point. So that wasn't an area that I could teach them. 
It wasn't about them seeing my side or his side. For them, I needed to keep it simple. The same goes for you and your kiddos. You don't need to explain your decisions to your kids. Those are adult concepts and kids don't have enough brain development to pick up what you're putting down. Keep it simple. No is a complete sentence. That advice doesn't just apply to kids. You can use that in all ages and stages of your life. So remember, when you try to educate someone to your point of view, you're opening it up to negotiation. One of the better things that we learned in counseling was I feel statements. They're simple and effective because people can't really argue with the way that you feel. Just make sure you're using them with sincerity. So if you said something like, when you go with the guys every weekend, I feel neglected. Will you go on a date with me next week? Super clear. You're not dredging up everything from the past. It's that clear clear and simple and you're just asking for what you want. Or how about you say, when you scroll through your phone when I'm talking to you, I feel like you're not interested in what I have to say. And just leave it there. We don't need to fill in the blank. Simple also means one topic at a time. We often complicate conversations by throwing in everything but the kitchen sink. When you hear yourself repeatedly saying, oh, and then, oh, and then, you're probably complicating things. So remember, stick to one topic. What is it that you need to discuss? And bring it up and talk about it there. And then don't bring back everything that you've already over hashed over and talked about, because then again, you're going to start losing attention. People don't want to just sit there and be nagged about things that they think have, have been solved already. If those haven't been resolved, it's okay to still address them, but maybe not all at once. Okay, tip three, mean what you say and follow through. This can be the hardest tip to apply. Some things aren't open to negotiation. And the way that those around you know that you mean what you say when you say it is by your follow through. So nobody likes an ultimatum. If you have to give one, be very intentional and choose wisely. So let's say you tell your teenager that their homework needs to be done or they lose their phone. They'll test you and not do their work. And then what? Do you guilt yourself and think that they need their phone because you're having panic about not them not being able to get a hold of you? Well, guess what? Four centuries, people have not been able to get a hold of their parents. They'll be fine. Or you pull back on your word and you let them take it to school or you let them keep it or you fail to check to see if they even did their homework because that's actually too much to do. Whatever it is, if you're not going to follow through, don't give the ultimatum, don't give the threat. How about this one? That's it. I've had it. I want a divorce. Fast forward a few weeks and that's been taken off the table. How many times do you think you'll be able to say that before your spouse knows it's an empty threat? What you're doing is you're teaching them that all they have to do is outlast you. So even if you say we're done, we're through and you break up for six months and the whole time they continue pestering you and badgering you and asking for another chance and explaining themselves and you're continuing to allow the communication and then you get back together, what happens if you really do need to break up later? They have learned that they just need to annoy you for six months and you'll cave in. You just taught them that. So mean what you say and say what you mean. I was in a relationship one time when things became eh, less than stellar. 
And the direction that we were going was really upsetting to me, and I had a lot of anxiety, and my feelings were hurt. So I finally got to a point where I had to say, look, you need to make a choice. If you're going to go down that path, that's okay. If that's what you need to do, do it. But if that's the way you go, I got to go. And I thought we were over. And I was actually pretty shocked when he chose to change paths so we didn't break up. But I was 100% prepared and expected, actually, him to choose the other way. So just know when you have to use those words and it's either this or this, mean what you say. Don't throw out a consequence if you're not willing to go through with it. And sometimes that takes a lot of inner work and a lot of self-reflection and saying, is this really where I'm at? Can I really say that? So mean what you say and then follow through. All right, my friend, I hope you loved these three quick and dirty tips on how to have better communication within your relationships. If you liked this episode, please make sure and do me a favor. Leave me a review. That helps me so much. No matter what platform you're listening this on to this on, it really helps me when you can leave me a review, give me some stars, whatever it is. And as always, please share this with your friends on social media, hashtag functioning hot mess podcast. I would love to be able to see who's listening and then have you recommend it to a few people that you think could use it as well. I'll be back next week with a new topic. Have a fabulous week. Bye.